This is the Scum and Sneak Fantasy Football Show about the LV Dynasty Fantasy Football League that we are all in, and it is the season finale. The season finale. Fantasy football is over. All things are dumb and sad. And what are we going to do with our lives for at least, well, we know what we're going to do with our lives for the next three months. It's draft prep, and then it's draft, and then it's it's talking about our draft picks, and then it's training camps, and then it's off-season reports, and it's mini camps, and it's, we just, you know, we have lulls, we have endings to things, but then there's always something new on the horizon. And that is the magic, magicness, the mid, the majesty, whatever you're, you want to say about fantasy football, right? I mean, that's why we live our lives. The magicosity of fantasy football is just, as you said, I'm excited. You know, we both have lottery picks. Um, so we, we need to have that lottery, first of all, Brendan. Do not Maybe we can also get some non-lotto picks if anyone's interested in selling. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Blake Corum's going back to school after his knee injury, so there's another guy that's not going to be uh, in the 23 class. Maybe maybe everyone should shift to 24, you know, but I think it'll be nice to have a little break, Sneak. I don't know. We'll be back sometime soon, I guess. We are dedicated podcasters as well as being fair and honest, but – Shnick, let's wrap up this year with one final nonsense minute question. Perfect. And it is going to be, since we're here at the end of season three, uh, maybe a question that we don't even really need to discuss much. I think we'll know the answer, but what is the best conclusion to a trilogy, in your opinion, movie? book uh fight maybe like a um a boxing trilogy you know they have those what what is your best conclusion to a trilogy the best part three my initial thoughts i want to say is the death of a main or the main character stopping the threat that's been going on for the length of the trilogy so that all remaining peoples in that world can live peacefully. Oh, so like just in <laughs> general, just, just like a, no, I meant like pick one. Like, Oh, I thought you were meant like an over, you're so, no. gosh dang it. <laughs> I always mess up your questions. Um, the, well, yeah, for, me it's, gotta, well then, for me, it's gotta be Lord of the Rings. They destroy the ring. They, have a big party and celebrate and everyone's a hero and then they go back yeah. to their lives and it's like no one in most of the parts of the world didn't even know what was happening and they're just like well we just saved the world thanks for nothing everybody so yeah, no, yeah. always is going to be the i mean return of the king that whole movie that whole end is just a culmination of the greatest things in the whole world obviously we were both going to agree on that return of the king uh, one of the most decorated movies of all time, one of the best movies of all time, for sure. If you don't agree, which some people will definitely not agree that listen to this, uh, you're wrong and you're stupid and go away. Um, some other options, I don't know. Are you, a, are you a Return of the Jedi guy? Do you like how Star Wars ends, original trilogy? Yeah, I, was, I, was, um, I always have been a Return of the Jedi fan uh, for the longest time. That's a great ending. That's always been my favorite. Uh, Star Wars movie. Mm, really? 
I did not know that. Big yeah. Ewok guy. Okay, okay. Yeah, you. Got, I mean, the, you go if, if the forest moon of Endor. I mean, you finally get out of space and get out of the desert, and you get into some trees and some freaking oh, Wookiees that's, that's and some Ewoks you, and everything. It's great. Uh, freaking trees. Okay, freaking trees. What, a, what about uh, maybe something more modern? What's a good trilogy? What about like like how uh, the Christian Bale Batman trilogy ends? I never saw the last one. No. Okay, then. It's not that good. I never saw the one with Bane or, or, or with, yeah, I never saw that one. Stupid. Yeah, it's not that great. TBH. So, yeah, it's hard to think of them, you know, when we obviously have a sterling, glaring uh, number one example in Return of the King. But if you guys have one that you'd like to recommend, please let us know. Speaking of conclusions, we have a champion. We had some bumps in the road. We had to mix and match and figure out points from different weeks, but we got there. And Snake, uh, the world is turned upside down on its head. The person that may or may not exist, Gus T.T. Showbiz, Gee Buttersnaps, Wade Geely is our LV Dynasty champion. Uh, I want to say, you know, he defied the odds and he, you know, he rose up to the challenge, but Wade's been good for two years now. We've been calling that Ernie was going, it was just in the destiny. It was in the clouds. It was written on the wall that he's going to be our, uh, another one of our two time winners after the way that his team has looked. But Wade, you know, is he's, we've talked about it for two years now. Great team. He's a great manager. He always seems to make really good, smart moves. We called in the championship that Corderell was going to be his Achilles heel, and he scored like 26 or something wild. So, like, yeah, his team did what it needed to do to win. And big, humongous congrats. You know, it's uh, it's a long road in these dynasty seasons year in and year out. Uh, we did get a picture of a man holding a sign uh, <laughs> that very well could have just been anybody in the world. So there's no uh confirmation that wade is truly in fact a real person but yeah whoever it is out there that commands this team won they are our champion uh yeah that's what you gotta you gotta just tip your hat to them it was uh it was there was it was it was anticlimactic i know we talked about it being somewhat anticlimactic because of the way the season kind of ended and had to go into 18 and we and all of a sudden it was like midway through the day on Sunday, we get a text that, Oh, Wade wins. Like it just seemed a little anticlimactic, but it also gave us a reason for a week 18. It gave us a reason to watch and, and see what was going on. So a little bit of both worlds there, but again, end of the day, end of the season, Ernie did not pull off his double win. Uh, he did not get his championship. Uh, he's going to be just fine. And Wade is going to be just fine. Two really good big juggernaut teams, you know, and uh, that's the championship. He wins. It's a great thing to have a winner. It's a great thing uh, to go through a season as we did. And that's what I've got to say about it. There I go again. Yeah, good thing to point out that Eric did not win back to back. So the pot is live. It's still growing. Uh, Wade's got a chance to do it next year, but, you know, we're, we've got an open window here, everyone, to jump on in and get back into contention. 
I want to backtrack a little bit because I do want to talk about the matchup as it was. You mentioned the big performance from Cordell Patterson that we did not expect. That was a huge factor in Wade winning. I also want to shout out, I guess, Dalton Schultz, who had a huge game in week 17, really propped up uh, Wade's score. And I think that was a Thursday night game, right? I mean, I know it was like it was. It was the Thursday night game like six weeks ago, basically. (laughs) But it gave uh, Wade a nice cushion. And then I think the big, you know, the big uh, disappointment on Eric's team was definitely Justin Jefferson in week 17 shut down by Jair Alexander, one catch, what was it, 15 yards or something. So the guy that, you know, we pointed to as like a masterful move by Ernie, you know, getting one of the top receivers in the league, getting a young guy in, in that trade with Jesse, you know, two years ago, let him down in the finals, unfortunately. And that's that was just, that's the swing. I think those three players are really what, what wrote the story for our championship game. Oh, gosh, you know, you, you make a trade like that. He is an absolute monster of a, of a player all year long, completely and utterly dopes in the championship game. That is a hard pill to swallow, a huge blow to your, I don't know, to your psyche, to your team evaluations. I don't know. You know, there's never, no one's ever going to say Justin Jefferson, he's going to be probably the best receiver for the next five years. But in the team, I mean, do I dare say that, like, what's the use if you're not going to win your championship? Like, you get there, sure. You dominate all year. Great, amazing. But then he's the, he's the reason why you don't win a championship. Like, you don't do anything about it. You just have to sit and stew in your dark, damp room and curse the fantasy football world for it, right? <laughs> like, I like you know, those types of things are, you know, it would have been different if he had 30 points and, I don't know, someone else on his team that, you know, dopes out that or, like, doesn't do it. Like, you know what I'm trying to say here? It's just it's yeah, hard like- to – Understand you could point that. to like Evan Ingram at the tight end spot who replaces Kyle Pitts and Kyle, or not Kyle Hurts, what's his name? Zach Hurts in Eric's lineup um, has a great what semifinal performance or at least quarterfinal. I don't know. But had a couple good games in the playoffs and then again dopes in the championship. So what you're saying is like that's an easier pill to swallow. That's not one of his core foundational pieces. It would have been nice to at least like get a touchdown out of Evan Ingram in that championship game, right? But he's not expecting it. Whereas for Justin Jefferson, you're expecting 11 points in a bad game, and he got two. So that, that is a tough pill to swallow, like you said. I mean, obviously you're not going to move Jefferson unless you get a huge major return back. Uh, I don't even know if there is a package for Justin Jefferson. But, you know, that's just the luck of the draw. The fates decided. That Wade was going to be champion. Eric yeah. did what he was supposed to do. He got there, he built the team, and then sometimes the dice just don't roll your way. Let's talk oh, about Eric's team a little yeah. more because we've we've been doing the exit surveys for everyone as they get knocked out of the playoffs. Uh, you said it already. He's in good shape, obviously. Um, a lot of good young pieces to build on. I think the story for him and I think 
for Wade and really a lot of the top teams is what can we expect out of the running back position next year? He's got Austin Eckler, who is uh, turning 28, I think. Uh, Joe Mixon will be turning like 27. Dave Montgomery, is he going to even be on a team or a starter on the team next year? And he's going to be like, what, 25, 26? So um, besides Najee, the, the running back room for Eric is looking a little old. I expect a lot of change of the running back landscape in general next year with this draft class and like the players that are aging out, but like, what do you think? Where is, is there a drop off? I know we kind of like for Derrick Henry and his age, we expected a drop off and uh, that didn't really happen this year, but do you see a little bit, a little bit of that on the horizon for Eric or am I uh, just blustering over here for no reason? Honestly, I think you're blustering. Um, Like you mentioned, I think Ernie is in that position where he's got great young guys to take over but he can still hold on to the Mixon, the Eckler, Montgomery, whoever it may be to do and continue to do what they're doing because he's got Najee who 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 finished the year strong and you still basically when you look at numbers all around was fairly somewhat consistent ish so like get a little better offensive line, a little bit better offensive scheme going there, he's going to be fine. Ken Walker, good rookie. Mixon still relatively young on that Bengals team where they're going to push for this window. He's probably got at least another two years on his contract. So I think Eric is in a great position with running backs of the old and the new and with tons of options there. And he showed that all year. He was willing to swap guys in and out, play the hot hand, play the matchup. So uh, look ahead, uh, not only in the running back landscape in the league, I've made some comments in the past that I don't think, these running backs that of names that everyone knows that have been proven in the league are going to fetch any sort of big tag. If people are looking to trade, uh, I think a lot of the teams just kind of need to stay put and hope that their young guys that they have been drafting young guys that they might be able to get their hands on in the future, just kind of go start to continue to propel upwards. And then it's just basically a changing of the guard for a lot of these teams. That's how I see it. And then Ernie's projection for next year is he's going to be in the tops again. He's got great, great players. Uh, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, two of the top five young receivers in the league. That's going to be great for the next five to seven years. Uh, and like I said, with his running backs, he'll, he, he's going to be in a great position. And Wade's going to be in a great position. I mean, their teams are good. Their players are good. They've got options. Uh, I think – I mean, Ernie, I think probably has, I'm not looking right now, but has some version of picks in the next two years, uh, Wade as well. So these teams, when you're consistently good for a couple of years and your team is in that perfect age window, and then you still have draft capital for the future, you just really don't have anything to worry about, in my opinion, for many years to come. Yeah, that's going to be my next point. Eric's got a couple firsts again. And he'll probably trade up to that sixth spot like he has the past two years. Uh, drafted Javante, drafted Kenneth Walker, probably draft someone really good in the sixth spot and either use him or trade him for another big haul. And we just keep going in the cycle that we have seen. So, blah. Also, he's got like nine seconds next year. It's crazy. Yeah. But, he's, yeah. That's, uh, that's a crazy draft haul for a fairly somewhat – 
good and slash deep draft. So Ernie's going to be good for forever. It's just he's he made his way to this point. It took him years to get here. Now he's going to be good for a long time. Let's talk Wade then next. Um, we kind of point out their similarities. He doesn't have the huge draft haul uh, upcoming that Eric has, but he's still got some of his picks. Um, he doesn't have the depth that Eric had. So, you know, the reason we pointed out Cordero Patterson as a weak point is because he's old and he's Wade's second best running back. So that's the position he definitely needs to address. But what are the chances of a Wade repeat here? He's got two of the best fantasy quarterbacks. So he's solid there. Good receivers, Stevie Lamb, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. Seems like they're going to be in the top seven or eight the next, what, two, three years, <laughs> those guys. So, um, you know, he, he has Nick Chubb. I'll just need to kind of solidify that spot again. But I don't know. I think he'll be in the mix for sure. What are your, what are your chances that he repeats? repeats i don't think he's going to repeat as champion uh gonna be my first initial call here on that team uh he's definitely going to be good all year long and into the playoffs definitely needs to make a move on that second running back spot quickly looking at his team he does have a 23 first it's his so it will be 1.12 but he should be able to get still a very good player at that spot and like you said with uh, you know, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, maybe he looks to trade one of them for a running back. Maybe he look, looks to trade a receiver for a running back, or maybe he just hopes to hit on a running back in the draft at that late first round spot. Uh, mm -hmm. Like I said, Wade's going to be good. I expect all of his current players to be on his team next year and to perform exactly how yeah. they have this year. Uh, I don't foresee him repeating, uh, but if it if he does, I wouldn't be surprised, I guess. Sure. Just like we weren't surprised that he won. He wasn't our pick to win. But like I said, he should have about as good a chance as anybody, at least like the top three or four shot at it. Yeah. So congrats again to Wade. We are wrapping up the 2022 season. Yeah. Um, it, was a, it was a different one for the LB Dynasty League, but I think it was still fun. Glad you guys all rode along with us to listen through it. Before we go, Schneek, before we give everyone that long uh, scum and Schneek sleep, that long break. That long sleep into the night. Fall, just fold yourself into the fog and get into your cave. Let's do a way too early look ahead. I want to know who you think is going to be the champion next year and who's going to be the bottom dweller, who's going to be the number one team, who's going to be the number 12 team at the end of 2023 or the 2023 right. season next year's champion will be all right i want to make a fun call here but i'm just going to say our champion next year will be ernie e fritz mm -hmm. okay and our bottom dweller our last place team will be will be Ben. Hmm, okay. And our surprise team. Drum roll. That will be in, not only be in the playoffs, 
our, our, and our team that didn't make the playoffs that will 100% make the playoffs next year, Big T. I am I'm excited to see what his team can do. I think that with this draft and what his team is right now, after this draft, he makes the right picks. He gets the right production. He gets the right guys. He is going to be very good next year. Yeah, Big T set up for a big move next year. He's got two lottery picks, the other two that we don't have. So guaranteed two top four picks in a good draft. He'll, he's going to bolster that running back room for sure. Maybe hit on one of the you know top-end receivers. And I do think he'll be uh, in a good spot next year. My prediction, and you know, I feel like I want to do a fun one too, something out of the blue, something maybe – I think you were selling yourself short a bit. I think – Big Sneak wins his first LV Dynasty championship next year. Oh, my God. I just got chills down my spine. I did not expect you to say that. You're primed, uh, I think, to just make a couple big moves. And if you hit on your draft pick uh, picks, actually, you got three of them. Um, I think you're right in the mix, you know, once we see some more progression from Burks and Olave, as much as I hate to say that. Uh, Drake London, you know, hopefully the Falcons get a quarterback upgrade. So you should be set at receiver. You've got Dak. Get a couple of running backs that pop. You're going to be fine. You're going to be in it. Ooh, I like that. That gets me strong. And then <clears throat> the bottom dweller team, I did consider Ben, uh, but I think it's going to be Doug or whoever takes over Doug's team. That's a good call. It's a good call. It's an aging roster, not a lot of pick capital. And you know, could be, again, if it's Doug or if it's someone else, they could just look to really tear that thing down. I don't know. I don't have any inside information on that, but just kind of what I feel like. And my surprise team going to be in the playoffs in the mix. That wasn't this year. Scummy. Duh. Got to. Hello. Please. Can I be in it again? <laughs> uh, we'll see. <laughs> the one thing that we took away this year was a lot of parity. You know, we had a lot of teams still fighting it really at the end to make the playoffs. So I think more of that's coming next year. Like, I think we're all ready to compete. You know, I think the tanking is, is fun. It's, you know, like there's a goal at the end of the uh, struggle, but you know, no one wants to do it forever. So I think a lot of teams are ready to come out of it and, and just try. So should be a fun season next year. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. And I'm excited, you know, in reality, we're only eight months away. Yikes. I am behind schedule then. I need that. We are so behind on our preparations. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, everyone get on it. Hit the pavement. Put your nose to the grindstone or whatever they say. Uh, Thank you as always for listening. If you have any requests for like some off-season stuff, I think we're open to it. Right, Shanique? I think we can maybe piece together a couple things if anyone wants to hear from us we'll let us know exactly give us some ideas throw us out some things that you want to hear and scum and sneak are always willing able and ready to jump on with whatever the masses need and want last thing i will say thank you to my partner big sneak ceo of sneak inc couldn't do this without you and by the next probably by the next slow draft i would say yeah for sure by the next slow draft you will be a married man and we'll have had some crazy times in Montana. Yes, indeed. Scum. What is this? Our third season in the books, the architect, the master behind the curtain. Can't do this without you. We are, uh, 
at this point, it's just, it's, it's just, we're in the legacy <laughs> point of our lives of this podcast. And thank you again to all of our listeners, to everybody that's just supports us. Juge plus subscribe to all of our varying businesses and ventures. Uh, we are always here for you as you are always here for us. And that's all I've got to say for this season as we wrap it up. Love you guys. And for one last time, everyone together, I want to hear a thunderous roar when you hear this. Bye. Bye.